Hello. I'm calling a dog. Yep. Hello. Hello. The dogs are inside. I know. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. We are full-time husband and wife, part-time RVers. Sharing RV tips, tricks, and our adventures along the way. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Cramming Memories. Do you know what I think about when I hear 19? <laughs> Fill me in. Do you not remember that old song from like the 80s? Mm-hmm. 19, 19, 19. <laughs> Do you not remember that? I have no idea. Okay. Maybe oh, that's just We'll me. go find it out. Maybe <laughs> maybe here in a second in the break, we'll we'll Google that and, and then have an update for everybody <laughs> when we come back. Episode 19, though. Today, we're going to talk about the pre-flight things you need to be doing before taking off in your camper. So are we, oh, okay, flight. I'm like, so are we now an aircraft? Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> called, it, called it pre-flight because it sounds really cool. It does sound pre-flight cool. Pre-flight for your RV. So um, I kind of broke this down into several days before, the day before, and day of. Um, a little admission here, I didn't actually have all this documented out till I sat down thinking about you guys and if you wanted to see what you needed to do before you left. Yeah, these are definitely good tips. Definitely not um, all-inclusive. No, but it's pretty much top-to-bottom things that you need to do before you leave. Um, so this is going to help me, too. Even um, as we're getting ready now, I can refer to this list. I'm going to have this on a special download web page, and I'll have the link in the show notes. I have several other things on that web page. One of them is a, a fuel estimate calculator. It's just an Excel spreadsheet that you can plug in your uh, miles that you're going to be traveling and your average fuel economy that you know that you get, and it will tell you about how much fuel that you use. And if you put in the uh, price of the fuel, it'll tell you about how much the trip would cost you. You could do it on a calculator. But how much more fun is it on a spreadsheet? Oh, so much more fun. Super fun. So that's on there. I think there's an RV newbie uh, checklist on there too. So I'm just going to link that and that I'll have all three of these that you can download. Um, We're also going to bring another RV that we're going to chat about and um, RV of this week. Because like I said, it may not be every week. We actually had two that really impressed us over the past several weeks. One of them we talked about last week. This one would definitely be more of a dream rv it's for fancy us pants. oh man super duper fancy pants rv so uh, we're gonna go over this pre-flight stuff and this dream rv for us and we'll be right back And welcome back. Um, we actually found the song Brandy was talking about, and it is. It's called 19 by Paul Hardcastle. Yeah. Um, once she played it, I think I kind of remembered it. It's kind of like a documentary style of the Vietnam War, just kind of talking through it. And they just say 19. Not 19. really talking through it, but kind of talking through it. It's more like a, I don't know. There you go. Look it up. It's, it's a real song. It is a real song. All right. Pre-flight checklist for RVing. Um, some people will say, man, that's that's way too much. Like, get in the thing and go and have fun. I don't disagree with that. But when you get in the thing and go and have fun um, and you rip things off the side or 
<laughs> or your tire blows out, or you get there and you open up the front door and there's stuff all in the floor because you forgot to check on some things, it really takes the fun level down several notches. So these are some things that I recommend doing leading up to your trip that I think could potentially head off some either issues or let you know if you were to need to cancel a trip because you're having some mechanical issues. Yeah, All right. Who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. All right. Two days before you leave, these are some things that, that I do and that I've documented now. These are all mental checklist things for you, though, yeah, prior now to they're, this. Yeah, now it's in a spreadsheet. It's 100% Now there. it's a visual. It's printable form. <laughs> you can cross things off. Anyway. All right. Um, I do keep my camper plugged in, or I plug it in right before we leave. So um, I go ahead and turn the refrigerator on two days before we leave. Yes, you do. I do. That's and a fact. There are two reasons for that. One of them just to make sure that it works. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is it takes at least 24 hours for most RV refrigerators to totally cool down. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go out and plug it in, turn it on, and then buy a gallon of milk and put it straight in there. That would be horrible. Second thing that I do is I check the operation of the air conditioner and or the heater. Mm, yeah, we've been burned on that a time or two. Yeah, so this is where I am on this. Checking two days out, if, you're, if your heater didn't work, you could probably get by. You could bring... You know, some uh, you could bring some portable heaters, right? You could do something if your air conditioner doesn't work and you're going to the beach, dude. I don't even think putting a couple portable units in here would be manageable because you no. have to vent, you know, the actual right. hot air. So, checking your AC two days out, and if it truly doesn't work, that would mean maybe you could get your deposit back because <laughs> it's more than 24 hours at the right? campground. But I would rather know before I took off that my air didn't work or my heater didn't work. Correct. Then get there and know that it doesn't work. Yeah, that would be so tragic. Very. Because I do plug my um, camper in, I can check both the um, 110 side and the uh, propane side and the um, and the water heater. So water heater's next. I do click it on before we leave. Here's Here's a big caution, though. Make sure you have water in it. You never want to turn on a water heater without water in the tank. So water in the tank? Of the water heater, yes. So okay. you have to do one of two things. You either have to hook water up to it and let that tank fill up, or you have to have your um, fresh water full and turn your water pump on and turn your hot water on and make sure that there's water flowing through the Flo- tank. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm following you Because if you turned on the um, heater especially the electric side with no water in it, it can burn that element up. And we don't want to do that either. Uh, no, you don't. So make sure that there's water in it. But I do turn it on. And uh, while I'm doing other things, come back 15 or 20 minutes, make sure I have hot water. I like hot water. I think it's something you could get by with, though. If it went out and you were going on a trip, I think you could get by without it. it it'd if, be tough. Yeah, well, if you were able to shower in a bathhouse... And just knowing that it's not working two days out does give you an opportunity to Google the problem, call your local dealer. Uh, Chances are they're not going to get you in and get you out in two days. But maybe they can um, lead you to a simple fix. Maybe a fuse is blown. Maybe there's a wire loose. So it just gives you a couple days of margin there. All right. Another thing to check two days out on your pre-flight checklist is check your propane level. Yes, because you don't want to get to a campsite and try to cook dinner and it's out of gas. Yeah, or try to run your furnace 
and you're getting very low and you run out in the middle of the night and now you're really cold. Yeah, that would not make me a happy mommy. So check your propane levels um, about two days out. Again, that gives you a couple days to put them in the back of the truck, run down somewhere and have them filled up. Super easy. Actually, you actually just did that. Yeah, I did because um, one of ours was getting close to empty. Even though I had another, um, I went ahead and topped them both off because we're getting ready to go out of town. The weather's starting to cool off and I didn't want to not have enough propane no. with us. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. One other thing I do check a couple days out is the slide. I make sure that it can go out and in. Yes. Because yet again, that gives me a couple days if if something minor was wrong, maybe I could fix it before we left. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go with your slide not working with the electric motors because there is a manual crank that you could do it. But who the heck wants to do that? I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. No, but there is. We have a little right. tool in, in the front that if it that if the electric motor went out, we could get it back in or put it out. I would think that would be in case of emergency only. Yes. So check it. Yes. It's two days out. That gives you some time to um, work on it. Check your tongue jack operation. That's another thing. If it does go out, you could get by because there is a tool that you can crank it up and down. But who the heck wants to do that, especially if you're hooking up weight distribution? No. No fun. All right. Two days out, go ahead and do a visual walk around, especially if it's at storage. Go ahead and swing by there and walk around this this thing as you never know when something could have fallen on it. Um, somebody broke into it if you leave mm. it at, at a storage. It's and true. Man, what a bummer to back the truck into storage unit with your kids loaded up and all your clothes in the back and everybody's ready to go. And you walk around it on the day that you're ready to go and and something's wrong. You know, a window's broken, a tire's flat, yeah. something's falling on it. So two days out, go ahead and do a visual walk around. Okay. All right. That's my that's my two days out. That's that's kind of the top to bottom list. Because if something's wrong with any of those systems, I think it's a no-go. Like, oh, yeah. It's time to cancel your trip. But that gives you at least two days to call and try to move your reservations, mm-hmm. um, move your vacation uh, time. Uh, you know, it just gives you a little bit of margin. Yeah, it just figures out your next steps. All right. If all of that's checked off, and honestly, all of that, except leaving the fridge on because it does take 24 hours, you could check all this in less than 45 or 50 minutes easy. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Okay. A day before we leave. My part. <laughs> this is true. This is a lot of Brandy's <laughs> part. Um, we go ahead and try to load our refrigerator if it's down to temperature. Mm-hmm. So that's your 24 hours for two days out. Now you're 24 hours out. And if your refrigerator is at the proper temperature, go ahead and load it. And keep it closed. Yeah, and keep it closed. That way it has a whole nother night to to chill down well. So whenever you disconnect, if you're going a short distance, are you just disagree with running your propane while you're <laughs> while you're pulling your uh, trailer everything is nice and packed in there and you don't open that door mm-hmm. and it all stays cold yes it does so load your fridge um another thing we do one day out is we load our pantry yes we do what do we bring s'mores <laughs> other than s'mores oh we bring all kinds of food we make sure we have snacks we have coffee we have lots of coffee hot cocoa for the kids um these are breakfast cereals. These are chips. These are s'more stuff. These are, I mean, any pantry essential pancake stuff. I love pancakes. I like making pancakes. Yeah. I think it's a dad thing. It's a dad thing. We just, we uh, we specialize in making pancakes. Mm-hmm. 
It works well for us because yeah. I like eating pancakes. That's true. <laughs> we also go ahead and load our clothes the day before we leave. Right. And so we've already talked about storage options and what those look like in our closet. So we make sure everything is pretty well taken care of and loaded in nicely and easy to find when we get ready to go. Yep. Also, we load our bathroom in. Um, the only thing that we usually leave out is everything that you use day of getting ready. Yeah, those are generally things that we do not have duplicates of. So we, we do take our current bathroom essentials out of our bathroom in the house and load them up and bring them down here to little, the camper. Yeah, little tip about that is we usually keep a go bag in the bathroom mm -hmm. as you're getting ready at yep. home. Once you use it, you put it in the go bag. Yep. Makes so, it super easy. So as you use it, you put it in the go bag and you know that you know that you're gonna bring it down. But other than that, all of your soaps, your washcloths and everything, go ahead and load your bathroom in a day before everything's ready to go. My whole thought process is day that you're leaving is more of the uh, safety checks mm -hmm. and and getting it hooked up. Um, I don't wanna be thinking about, you know, making sure you have toilet paper in your bathroom or yeah. that your clothes are loaded in. I want to be thinking all that safety stuff and just kind of know that the overall um, bathroom is ready to go. Um, a, a day before, I also go ahead and recommend filling your freshwater tanks. Yes. Now, I don't fill mine full because typically we're, we're only traveling um, no more than like a day's drive. Yeah, but it's nice. If it's a little bit further and we need to make a quick potty break or whatever, it's nice to have just a little bit of water. And sometimes we find that it also travels a little better with some water weight. Yeah, I have noticed that. I've actually watched several videos. Um, some people claim either travel with empty freshwater tanks or totally full because mm -hmm. when it's half, it sloshes around. I fill mine up to about a third just so we have a little bit in there. I feel that it tows better. Um, now, my freshwater tank is directly above my axles. So maybe that's why it tows better on this one because it puts a little more a little weight. weight. Yeah. And if you had it more on the uh, back of your camper, I can tell totally see it where. Yeah. That could be and an if issue, you only yeah. half a tank, not only is it taking tongue weight off, but it's sloshing left to right in, in the total mm -hmm. rear. So that's probably going to be highly dependent on where your freshwater tank is. But we like to travel with at least some, and also with that freshwater tank having a little bit of water in it, you can use that to to test the rest of your plumbing. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's true, too. So you can test the kitchen sink, make sure we have no leaks or anything. And the toilet, Toilets make sure you have a little water in it. Bathroom sinks and stuff. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. All right. The day before, everybody goes to bed. Everybody's excited. They've got their bathroom go bag. So as they get ready <laughs> in the a.m., everything, toothbrush, um, hairbrush, hairspray, whatever. Teenager's deodorant. Yes, lots of deodorant <laughs> for, for sure. All right, day of. I don't know whose job this is. This, this could be... The missus job, it could be the mistress job, it could be the son's job. You just said the mistress? <laughs> do, do, you, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try this again. All right, it, it could be the mistress job, the missus, mistress? Just say missus. The missus job. Just stop it. Or the son's job. But um, I kind of like to start at the uh, bottom and then work my way up in like a camper. So I check tire pressure and I check lug nut torque. That sounds fun. It does. I don't do you that. You don't want your wheel falling off. No. Though. So I go ahead and check those pretty early and just make sure that that's good. Um, and then because we've pretty much loaded the inside of the camper, except for those one or two bathroom bags, I go ahead and do a visual walkthrough of the inside of the camper. You do? 
I do. So you didn't even know I did it. I had no clue. I do it. And you're actually, following up on me. Yeah. Sometimes I do this and then somebody has gone in the camper to add something and I go back behind them and I do the, the same walkthrough. Oh, well, okay. It's nice to know you don't trust me, I but do. that's fine. <laughs> so this, this is what I'm looking for. I want to make sure that the television has got the uh, strap across it. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that all the pantry doors are securely and tightly closed. Yes. I want to make sure that the, the microwave door is closed. I want to make sure that our doors to our bedroom are are open with the straps across them. Oh yeah. And I want to make sure because whenever we keep ours at the house, um, it's it's ninety percent level. It's not a hundred. Mm-hmm. Our bathroom door doesn't exactly close perfect. No. But whenever we level at a campsite, it's, it's, it's fine. Perfect. Yeah. So I've had um, like one of the kids come in here and put their their bathroom go bag. And walk out through the back door, and I'll walk in the front to check behind them. Mm-hmm. The door's closed, but all I have to do is push on it, and it, and it comes open, open yeah. and it would bang against stuff. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for in this um, walkthrough, right? Okay. okay. That's good. That's, that's off the top. Um, I also check when I'm doing this walkthrough that the water pump is turned off and the water heater is turned off. You don't want your water heater propane trying to kick on going down the road. No. You don't want to leave your your um, electric water pump on traveling because what if, what if a pipe broke, right? Or your uh, two liter Coca-Cola fell over and it rolled under your sink and it, and it hit a fresh water pipe and busted it. Oh, that would not be nice. That water pump would not stop pumping water until it was out of water. Mm. <laughs> so always make sure that those are off traveling um some of the other more like well you know what i consider like serious things i make sure the stove and oven controls are in the off position because people are walking through here especially with the uh slide in you have Mm -hmm. to do the kind of slide in shuffle um if those are on you could be filling your your trailer full of propane if you closed your main valves you wouldn't right um but i'm definitely looking for all those gas things to be off the other thing that I'm that I'm looking for, if you haven't closed your slides, make sure all the rugs are up out of the floor. Yes. And we also, in our camper, we have an add-on ladder for our kids' bunks. So we have to make sure that that's up and secured as well. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good one. Ours have um, these kind of rock climbing nubs. Screwed mm-hmm. onto the wall to get into the bed for our almost six foot tall fifteen year old. They're just super uncomfortable. Yeah, so I found a bunk bed ladder, mm-hmm. made some hooks for it, so it's just easier to get it. So I do have to, make, have to sure make sure that's, that's up, up, or the slide would just eat it. Or if we have our dog beds out, we need to make sure that they're out of the way of the slide. Yeah, I've I've fortunately never done it, but if if you leave um, rugs in the floor and bring your slide in on it, there's a possibility it can get caught up in right. all you know in all the mechanisms mm-hmm. and either won't come back out or it's going to tear some stuff up. We also make sure too because beside our slide we have an outlet and we have a um, like a scent thing. Right there beside the outlet. So we always try to make sure that that's taken up as well. It's not in the way of the slide, but we're just overly cautious. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is part of the um, walkthrough. And one last thing, like I just I just checked or that I just mentioned was clear and close all of your slides. So check, you know, check that all your rugs Mm -hmm. up, all your ladders are up and then go ahead and close that slide while you're standing in here with it. Yes. So you you can can watch it. Yep, definitely. All right. 
everything's on on the inside is good. Um, as you walk out that door, check all of your entry handles and fold them to the traveling position. Yes, we have forgotten that a time or two as well. <laughs> yes, and I see a lot of campers rolling in a road oh, with, their, yeah. with their big grab handle yeah. out. It's a little bit scary. All right, after you get that entry handle in the travel position, um, make sure all the um, entry doors are locked. I do this for two reasons. Number one is I don't want it to accidentally pop open going down the road, mm-hmm. right? I don't want someone coming in and checking out my camper when we stop to eat at Cracker Barrel. Right. I don't want somebody to come in and try and take a nap while we're stopped oh, to get no. gas. And I want to know after I've cleared this camper and it's closed up, if somebody gets back in Because <laughs> the keys are in your pocket. <laughs> the keys are in my pocket. And they go, Dad, I got to get in the camper. I'm all right, cool. I let yeah. them in. And then as soon as they come out, I do another walkthrough just to make sure. Who knew? That, yeah. Who I'm, knew? Hey, you, you I'm can't, already in the truck, so what does it matter? <laughs> you can't expect what you don't inspect, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, go ahead and close and lock those uh, doors. Make sure that um, handle's folded back. Then um, go ahead and raise all of your stabilizers. Mm-hmm, this is Henry's job. That Yeah, that is Henry's job to go raise all the stabilizers. Um, and then make sure all of the entry steps are also folded up and in their yes. locked position. All right. Make sure to close and lock all of your storage compartment doors. Oh, yes. We have not experienced any issues with that, mm-hmm. but we have seen storage compartment doors flapping in the wind going down the road. Yes. And luckily, I've never seen anything fall out. Um, go ahead and raise your trailer up to clear your hitch. Back your truck up under there. Um hook the trailer, hook up your weight distribution hitch. And then the next one, in my opinion, once it's all attached and hooked up, this is one of the most most important things. Make sure that your safety chains are hooked up to your tow vehicle. Yes. That the, yeah, that's super important. I do know that much. Safety chains have to be hooked up. Then I check all my brake lights and running lights. And then only after I hook my safety chains up and check my brake lights and running lights, then I remove my wheel chocks. Yes, you do. Because if something happened. You don't want it rolling. Something broke. Right. At least those chains would grab it mm-hmm. and it wouldn't go rolling off and hurt anybody. That's to I me. Mean, you don't want to hurt anybody, right? All right. Um, take the wheel chocks out. And after the wheel chocks are out and everything's loaded up and buttoned down and you know nobody else has walked through your camper because the keys are in your pocket, <laughs> right? Um, do one last walk around. Just do one. Because it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better. Um, and and sometimes you just forget things. Like the last time, I didn't forget it, but I did something in, in, in a little bit backwards order. Um, I actually left the, the power plugged up to the very end Mm -hmm. because I had the air running because we were, you know, we were loading stuff. So even after it was hooked to the truck, I still had the power hooked up to the house. Yeah. So even though I knew it and I unhooked it, that was part of my last walk around. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of make sure that you don't do anything really, really dumb, like drive off from the gas station with the hose still in your, (laughs) if you would just look before you did that. So one last walk around, um, then you're good to go. Everybody's loaded up. Count the heads or make make your little munchkins count Got off. Them. One through 42, however many that, that you have. And then as you start pulling out, check the operation of those trailer brakes. 
Every time. Every time. Make sure everything's working good. And I think that's pretty much top to bottom. Yeah, that's a pretty good checklist. A pretty good checklist. Now, there's a lot of little intricate things because everybody's camper's different and then what you bring with you is different that you have to kind of add to this list. But generally, those are the large chunks that you yeah. need to do before you take off. Yeah, I think this is really good. And this is leaving home, and this is also leaving the campground. You do you go through these same procedures. That is true. The unfortunate thing about most campgrounds is they want you out of there by like a right. So you're a little bit more stressed. Uh, yeah. When we're leaving someplace, we're actually going to a campground we've never been to the week of Thanksgiving. And their checkout time is 3 p.m. And you are so excited. I'm so excited about that because that means I'm not loading up anything until the day that we're leaving, not yep. the night before. That's, that's going to be great. Excited. All right. Checklist down. Um, I think we're good. Yep. It's going to be in show notes. So check it out. I've really thought about trying to put together a jingle for this next session. So... I can't wait to hear what you've got. <laughs> I don't have it ready yet, oh. but I'm going to find it. But it's going to go something like camper of this week, camper of this week. Oh, wow. That's that's something. Yeah, I've got to find the music for it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down a sick beat to it. <laughs> All right. So last week we talked about a cougar model that we got to see in person. Yes. Yeah, so we've not seen this model in person yet. No, and this and this cougar, you know, like we've said, whenever we find these campers that you know that we really like, some of them we love for us, some of them we would like for us in the future, some of them we just think may be a great fit for fill in the blank, right? Right. Just other uh, size families or uh, single people. Um, this one would definitely, for me, just be a couples camper. Yeah, I feel like that we we've looked at a lot of just couple campers lately. Because yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, all right, plan for the camper that I'm sitting in now, un, unless plans change. We will have this camper for another at least four years. Okay. So I mean, we've got bunks, we've got plenty of space, we've got um, the room for the uh, kids to like, um, you know, travel with us. Mm-hmm. Um, by then, our our second child will be in college. I have a feeling they probably won't be going with us quite as much. So then that's why we're looking at all of these campers that are just for the two of us. That's right. So some campers are, you know, man, we could really do this. And some of them are just dreams because of what they are. So one of the iconic brands out there, everybody, you either love or hate an Airstream. They're actually really, they're, they're like really polarizing. Really? Yeah, they're people very... People don't like Airstreams? People do not like Airstreams, just like people don't like Teslas. Well, I'm not worried about a Tesla. <laughs> I know, but they are they are very polarizing, and there are a, a couple reasons why. Number one, at least as they're producing them today, they don't have slides. No. So what they are is what you get. There are a bunch of pros to that from traveling fast. You don't mm-hmm. have leaks. And there, there's a lot of cons because you don't get the extra space in there right. there too. One of the other reasons people are very polarized about them is they are gosh darn expensive. They are expensive. Like they are for the same size travel trailer, approximately four to five times more expensive mm-hmm. than most other travel trailers. But it's so pretty. They're, they're, they're beautiful. And... I don't know if they're totally better made. Um, I, I, well, I mean, we've heard of airstreams that still have water leaks. Yeah. Or still have, you know, 
issues with plumbing. And I think that's why people are so polarized with them, because whenever people do talk about Airstreams, they usually talk about them if they love them about there's nothing better. They have no problems. They, right. they last for 80 years. And yeah, they probably would if you maintain them properly and all. But let's put all that aside right now. Let's just say this is Brandy and Scott's dreaming time. So we came across an Airstream model that they've changed a little bit for this year. They have added what they call a convertible dinette that basically takes away your um, booth dinette. So this is a 2020 Globetrotter 30RB. Yes, it's very nice. Yeah, the um, the RB stands for real nice. I don't know why it's going to be. It's real right better. <laughs> real better. But anyway, the way that this this model is kind of set up, you walk in the front entry door. This is a this is a rear uh, queen bed. I think you can get it in a rear twin bed. Let's just break right here. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand that. What the what, Airstream? Why do they still make campers that have two twin beds and that, I mean, that's it we're not lucy and desi arnett i know i i don't <laughs> i don't really get it but so let's just put that aside but you walk in the front entry door and on the nose of the camper is your is your couch yeah it's this beautiful l-shaped sofa yeah and that's what they've done they've done away with the um, dinette and they've allowed the sofa to completely wrap around and run that entire length of the other wall until you hit where the refrigerator is. Mm-hmm. And they have a convertible dinette, which is which is more like a long bar looking. Which I think is super cool because it's a narrow table. You're still going to get all of your eating space if should you need it. Um, and you're still going to have walking space. So it's not like you're blocking up any of your walking space in a small camper. Yeah. So And you can also pull this table out, which which makes you have a good amount of floor space of course, for, yeah. you know, everyday mm-hmm. walking around. Um, windows galore. Oh, and I think that's the reason why people love an Airstream so much. It's because you get so many windows and you feel like you're truly living outdoors. Yeah. And this one does have a pretty good amount of uh, cabinet space in it that's usually a struggle for like airstreams is it is storage yes. and even some of your overhead storage you don't get as much storage as a mm-hmm. normal camper because everything on the outside is a curve right, it's all curved so it's harder to make cabinets yeah. that are in curves nothing that you buy to store things in have curves they're always rectangles right. or boxes <laughs> so but this one actually does it has a lot of space under the uh, couches well that pulls out into a bed remember yeah this so that's really cool and and where this dinette collapses mm-hmm. it actually goes down and you can make so really you could you could probably sleep four adults in this thing super comfy it actually says it sleeps six it says six okay i said four <laughs> super comfy but you you know you could get six people you could definitely get uh, two adults and mm-hmm. four other kids. Yeah, that's true. So um, super light in this thing. We love that couch. Um, it has pretty a pretty big wardrobe in it. Oh yeah, I think it has more wardrobe space than we have in this camper. Yeah, it does not have the the wardrobe left and right of the bed, which actually feels great. It opens up that whole mm-hmm. area, which means you have more windows. You do. You have you have a panoramic window around the back. You do have two cabinets above the bed, which is awesome. This one does have a split bathroom design, which means you have the yeah. uh, toilet and the sink on one side and the shower on the other. Right, which is for us. I think that's only doable for us in a couple's camper. 
because you don't want your kids hanging out up front and you're running from the shower to the bathroom to go brush your teeth. Yeah, but there 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 were ways in this thing. There's some there, partitions. There's some drapes and like stuff too. And whenever this like door, like y'all can really see what I'm pointing at on this picture, <laughs> um, opens. But Google this Globetrotter 30RB. Yeah, tell us what you think. Yeah, um, I'll put a link in the uh, show notes. But it, it's just a gorgeous camper. Um, there's a lot of benefits about Airstreams. Uh, one of them is everybody says that they tow amazing because they're because they're very low, right? Um, but like Brandy said, it, they're not immune from from problems. There's a lot of aluminum mm-hmm. pieces that are on there, so you right. have to keep your maintenance up, or they will start leaking too. Right, and we actually follow a family or a couple who's from our area who travel extensively in their airstream, and they have had lots and lots of work done on their airstream. But it's also in really great condition because they've done lots and lots of work yeah, on their airstream. Yeah, they've had lots and lots of maintenance done. Yes. So, and it's, so it's probably warded off a lot of problems. You ought to follow them. It's Long Long Honeymoon. Yeah, we love La Loja. Um, they, they are really cool. And I think they bought theirs used yes. 10, 12 years it's ago. It's been a very long time. They've had it for a really long time. They get it um, serviced in California because that's the best guy. Yeah, there, there's some guy out there named Vinny that, that rebuilt He's air, amazing. Airstreams. But um, some of the benefits they say um, is, you know, like I said, you know, you don't have slides. You can just roll into any parking lot and you're like ready mm-hmm. to camp. Yeah. Because of um, their size, they have no limitations when going into national parks. Yeah, that is true. But some of the bigger limitations are, are storage. I think that's oh, the course, biggest yeah. gotcha. But man, I can click on these uh, pictures and this thing is a sexy beast. I mean, I'd really like to, I would really like to try and suffer through that storage issue <laughs> yeah. just to see if it's would, really worth it. <laughs> I would too. But anyway, check yeah. it out. Globetrotter 30RB. Hey, and if you guys have an RV of this week that you want to share with us, um, let us know. We'd love to see what you guys are checking out too. Yeah, let us, you know, let us know what your dreams are or what your function is. Like if you just have one that just functions better for you, but maybe it's not the prettiest thing. You know, sometimes function wins oh, over, 100%. over style. Sure thing. But today, style wins over function. Oh, it's so pretty, y'all. It's so pretty. All right, guys, thank you for joining us for episode 19 of Cramming Memories. Today, we talked about our pre-flight checklist. I'm going to have a link in the show notes where you can go and download this and also several other uh, tools that I use sometimes. And we'll also have a link to the Globetrotter 30RB so you can drool over it the same way we have. So follow Cramming Memories on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like and a review of this podcast. Make sure you're sharing us with your friends. That's right. And we are encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life. Mm